the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the James Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and to overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. Hello. Welcome to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And uh, wow, I tell you, had a great weekend. Had a great week, actually. Uh, We uh, spent most of the time in Atlanta. Uh, but we also went to my hometown where I grew up in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and I took my beautiful wife uh, back there as well, and uh, we had a great time. Yes, uh, we saw lots of family and saw some friends, and it, it, it you know, even though it was um, a week, it just seemed a little bit longer, but we had a great time. We really did. Had a great time, Noah, and uh, I mean, things are not always as or we expect them to be. Uh, but, uh, it's, it's, it's the game of life, man. And we have to learn to adjust and adapt. Yeah, very, very much so. You and I have been talking about that off the air. We're going through similar personal situations and, you know, you have to look forward and also surround yourself with people that are, uh, uh of like mind and spirit that can encourage you and, and get you through the tough times. And on another note, you know, James, I never got that, those, those amazing pictures from, uh, from Uncle Larry's restaurant. I, I'm looking for the food pics, man. Well, uh, I want you to know that I did take those pictures. I got them, but uh, I kind of got caught up in the moment this uh, past week. I figured. I figured. And uh, But uh, I tell you, when I get off there tonight, I'm going to shoot those to you. And I'm just going to let, let Michelle tell you a little bit about how delicious and how great. Oh, the- man. It it was delicious. First of all, um, we got some fried catfish with some oh, you fried did. okra on the side and some. Did we have coleslaw, James? We I think got we had fried some catfish, tilapia. Oh my gosh, there was uh, so much white and fish. Uh, we had like four different types of fish. And then, and then for dessert, we Ooh. had red velvet cake and key lime pie cake. Oh, I'm hey, just hey, gonna hey, just fall asleep hey, in hey, the hey, unconsciousness right now. Hey. You, you 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 did not mention no no about the okra and the collard greens. Oh, <laughs> oh no! I did not want to throw that in there. It, uh, that sounds like you guys had the perfect meal. That's what it sounds like to me. And, and I did take pictures, and but uh, just like I said, I got caught up in the moment. And uh, I'm jumping I'm in your gonna, bag next time you go, man. That's just all there is to it. I, I have to take my great producer with me. We got to. We're gonna have to work this out one of these days. Man. Oh, for sure. So, yeah. Noah, James did take pictures of the food, but then afterwards we devoured the meal. <laughs> hungry. <laughs> you know, I tell you, but we had a, a great time with family and friends. I'm glad and, you had that uh, trip, man. And uh, I tell you, we've been on the road uh, four out the last five weeks. And uh, uh, guess what? I, I will be back in San Diego, back in the studio with you next week. Now, I'm very excited you're going to be back here, but I'm also glad you're taking a little Texas time right now. I think it's much needed. It's much needed because uh, we're trying to digest a lot of things. So we're back back in Texas uh, for this week, and uh, I am in uh, San Diego uh, next week. And in studio, uh, too, we have tomorrow uh, the famous uh, C.R. Stewart. He's going to be here. Uh, Chad's going to be, oh, some uh, amazing things to talk about with our listening audience well let me tell you man uh chad sent me his book and uh you know i almost am through the first chapter but it's almost like i can't put it down <laughs> i almost cannot it's on put another it down. level isn't it james it's on another level 
And tomorrow, listen, audience, uh, I tell you, this guy is uh, Chad Stewart. Uh, it's just so wonderful. I don't want to spoil it right now, Noah. Yeah, we're gonna, we, uh, we've got to keep it for tomorrow. But uh, the, the book and the saga that we're going to be talking about, the ideas in this man's head, it's a, they're game changers. Game changers, and it's going to be a new generation of, of what he's talking about. You know, so, but, but one thing, Noah, I, I want to talk about the show tonight. Yeah, let's do it. Man, uh, Ashley, Ashley Smiley. Wait a minute. Smiley, that name sounds very familiar. Commander Smiley. You remember that guy? I do very well. Oh, Commander Smiley. And you know, I've been knowing that guy almost 30 years and he's still the same. And uh, he's such a wonderful guy, and he's a totally dear friend of mine. When I have some issues or concerns or problems, I can bounce certain things off him. Uh, but he's not the topic of the show tonight. The topic of the show tonight is Ashley Smiley. And she's doing us so many great things uh, right now. Especially she's in San Francisco, so she's coming to us from San Francisco. And Michelle going uh, going to tell you a little bit about her in a minute, uh, but uh, she is so wonderful. She's doing some great things, and uh, plus Noah, she loved the Lord. You there know, it is. There doing. it is again. Uh, and so she's working on a PhD in theology uh, because she want to be able to teach and be able to convey to others what it means to have an understanding of what's in your heart, what's in our mind, uh, what God has planned for us. And uh, I'm just so excited. Yeah, definitely excited. So um, can't wait for the show tonight. So, hey, Noah, uh, let me tell our listening audience, and I'm going to repeat this. If you want to be part of this great conversation, that's one 888 Again, that's one 888 Michelle, can you tell... Our listening audience, what's the title of today's show? Title of today's show is Ashley Smiley Supporting Nonprofit Organizations Within the Bay Area. Can you tell them what the purpose of today's show is? Purpose of today's show is getting to know Bayview Opera House Program Manager Ashley Smiley. Discuss Ashley's profession working within the performing arts arena. Discuss her background and history of Bayview Opera House, getting to know the various nonprofit organizations she works with, how her performing art career merges with her theology and religious studies, and discuss the state of the black community in San Francisco. Introduce this great guest to our listening audience. Yes, Ashley Smiley, a.k.a. Smiley, is a born and bred Afro-Franciscan with a 15-plus year career in the Bay Area theater industry, primarily known as a stage and production manager, but also having a skill set that involves sound design, lightning design, directing, festival curation and production and more. Smiley holds a B.A. in performing arts and social justice, as well as an M.A. in drama. Currently, Smiley is the acting program manager for the Bayview Opera House in San Francisco, and she's currently writing and developing her first film theater hybrid project titled Dirty White Teslas Make Me Sad, and has just begun her Ph.D. in Historic and Cultural Studies in Religion program with a concentration on art and religion at the Graduate Theological Union in Berkeley, California. The James Cooley Show, It July, proudly presents Ashley Smiley. How you doing, Ashley? Wes, welcome to the show. Hey. How you doing tonight? Hello, how are you? Well, you know, I'm doing absolutely wonderful, and uh, it's just an absolute pleasure having you on the show tonight, but, you know, so Ashley, can you tell our listening audience a little bit about you and what is it like growing up in the Bay Area, uh, mainly San Francisco? Um, so, yeah, my name is Ashley Smiley, but I go by Smiley. Um, oh, let's see, I guess uh, main part about myself would be that um, I am a San Franciscan born and bred. Um, I don't like any of our sports teams, but you never know it when they're playing in the city. Um, it's, um, you know, San Francisco in particular is my home. 
I've literally never left. Um, and I don't plan on doing that anytime soon. Uh, other than that, um, I have a really deep connection with the theater and performing arts world, especially the work that's created by um, Black folks and folks of color. Um, and what brings all of that together for me would be the theological, the spiritual, um, the God uh, in everything around me. Um, growing up in San Francisco is really interesting. You know, it definitely is a bubble. We um, are very blessed to be somewhere um, where the idea of loving whoever you want to love and being whoever you want to be is around. Um, it's also a place that focuses on optics um, and facades and, you know, uh, hopes, dreams, wishes, but doesn't necessarily live in reality all the time. And when you finally do get the reality of living in San Francisco, it can be harsh. Um, and it can be everything that you thought you were running away from. So that's kind of what it's like. Um, at the same time, I love my city. I love it enough to be able to critique it. Um, and especially as a, as a black woman and as an artist who has been pushed out, um, financially, especially, but also just, um, in the ways that my entire communities have pushed out uh, further into the Bay Area, um, it's a really rough moment for those. Wow, 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 Ashley, hold on to those thoughts. We gotta take a station break right now. We're gonna take a station break, but we're gonna come back and we're gonna continue this great discussion with this great young lady. If you want to be part of the conversation, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Ish, your life from James Cooley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. Hi, I'm James Cooley, host of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join me as I share my true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet on Amazon and wherever audio books are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now, here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and I'll tell you, we got the wonderful, the fabulous Ashley Smiley. And I know to a lot of our listening audience, you know that name comes from Commander William Smiley, uh, my buddy, my friend for almost 30 years. And uh, I tell you, uh, a wonderful guy, a wonderful woman, 
uh, that we have here. And uh, if you want to be part of the conversation, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seven. Again, that's one eight 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 three four four eleven seven. Ashley, how you doing? I'm good. <laughs> okay, you know I had to, I had to throw that in there because I'm looking at you on camera, and uh, I, I thought maybe you had uh, drifted away for a second or so, but uh, uh, looking just like your daddy, <laughs> and I'm sure you know, uh, many done told you that. But Ashley, uh, you got a great role model in your dad, uh, my great friend. Uh, but uh, can you tell our listening audience? Uh, some more role models. Who was your role models when you was growing up? Oh, um, you know, most importantly, it would definitely be my mother, who continues to be a role model just in her um, strength and and her perseverance, um, and also just like I've never, I've never had a moment where my mom didn't support what I wanted to do. So. That's always been really beautiful. Um, my grandmother, my grandfather, um, who was a singer, songwriter, musician, um, but also really fantastic people like um, Mr. James Taylor, who was my principal for middle school at um, the Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Academic Middle School. He was definitely a role model in terms of um, his commitment to community and educating black children and in particular um, instilling confidence within black children and self-awareness and self-knowledge. And then, oh, I've been blessed to have so many uh, great role models or people in my life, Miss Nicole Hemmerich, Javier Reyes, Dr. Mark Thomas Miller, who really helped move me into the theology realm for sure. Um, Sean Penazé, John Asado, uh, those folks have been really amazing in terms of my creative development. Um, yeah, I've been really blessed. I've been really blessed to have people surround me um, that inspire me, but also support me. Wow, that's great to have. Ashley, um, your education, you hold a bachelor's in performing arts and an MA in drama. What inspired you to go into those fields? And can you kind of tell us about your role at the Bayview Opera House and what you do there? Yeah, so, um, sorry, I have a very finicky dog child named Luke Skywalker who, like, is always um, interested in Zoom conversations so apologies if you hear him grunting around um he doesn't like to share the spotlight so i guess with the first question um yeah i have a bachelor's of arts in performing arts and social justice and then a master of arts in drama um so far and those kind of happened by uh mistakes initially when i was going to the university of san francisco i was going there for their um, law school program. They have a really amazing program called the 4 Plus 3 program. And um, basically, while you're doing your, your four-year study at the university, they kind of help prep you for the LSAT and for law school interns. And then if you complete that program, then you get um, to attend the law school um, on scholarship for three years and then and then get out of there with your JD. Um, but one of the things that I kept hearing from the folks that I um, interned with in the legal field was that, you know, you got to have something else that's always really helpful to have something else in your pocket. And so I, um, I've i always liked performing and writing, so I was like, this performing arts and social justice looks cool. So um, the more and more I started to do that, the more and more I stopped being really interested in going to law school. Um, it still hurts my mom to this day. And um, I, I really devoted my time to performing arts and social justice. And then I also double majored um, in theology and religious studies. And so that's where I actually started putting those two things together. And then when I graduated, I really wasn't sure what direction I wanted to go in. I knew it wasn't going to be law school, but I had spent so much time as a production 
and stage manager. Um, and that's not really what I wanted to do. I wanted to do something more creative. And initially, I thought that I was going to be able to go get an MA in directing, but they stopped that program at SS State, and so I got an MA in drama. Um, and that's how I ended up with those two. Uh, at the Bayview Opera House, right now, I am currently the program manager. And um, my job is to work within the community to support um, events, help curate uh, community involvement, um, also curate productions, uh, music, concerts, live theater, um, operas, etc., um, and then get them back into the community as well. So my primary primary responsibility. I also like am in charge of their social media and their website, um, and just overall kind of public interaction. Ashley, producer Noah here. I'm very curious. Can you tell us a little bit more about the Bayview Opera House? Maybe the history behind it and what it stands for with the backstory and then what its mission is. Yeah, so the Bayview Opera House was actually erected in 1888 by the Freemasons. Um, we actually have a little room um, that we can open up and people can see the rock of our foundation, literally, which is how it survived the 1906. In 1989 earthquakes um, and so it initially started off as an opera and performance space for the Freemasons to gather um, in 1888 and then um, it went through a few different changes it turned into a kind of like a meeting hall social gathering space for the black community that migrated up from the south uh, primarily Texas and ended up working in the shipyards the Hunters Point shipyards um, and then it kind of had a moment as a rec center. Uh, Ruth Williams, during the 1960s and 70s, uh, really helped kind of reinvigorate it as a community staple and kind of make sure that it, it reflected the Bayview Hunters Point community in terms of working with the black community, um, art, culture, education. Um, after that, um, after she passed, uh, it went through some time. And then it was purchased by the city, um, renovated, and now um, we have this really beautiful, amazing space that is a live art venue on the inside. So our in- auditorium has a proscenium stage, full color LED lighting, um, projection, etc. And then we have a full outdoor stage as well with a sound system and um, other things as well. And so right now. Our main goal is to be the art and cultural hub for the Bayview Hunters Point. And Bayview Hunters Point at this current time is the San Francisco African American Arts and Cultural District. And so really um, paying attention to black culture, black history, black art making. So uh, in my curation, it's a lot of reaching out to black and um, POC artists and bringing them in to do their performances and interact with the community and teach. Um, they're still set to the community. Wow. (laughs) That is so amazing. I tell you, what I want to do, because I got a couple of questions I'm going to ask you when we get back. I want to take an early station break so we can reserve this time and I can come back and Noah and Michelle can come back and continue to dive off into... uh, the, all the things that you're doing and guess what we might bring Commander Smiley on uh, when we get back as well but I tell you if you want to be part of this great conversation that's one 1170 it's your life I'm James Cooler we'll be back shortly after the break there's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on it's your life with James Cooley There is much truth in a journey that ain't over yet, as all of us journey through life's precious gifts of time, just like I have. Hi, I'm James Cooley, host of the James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And in the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, you can join me as I share my true life story of struggle and success in America. 
It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. This is a must-listen to for anyone who thinks they are stuck in life or need to understand that their current situation is not their final destination. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet, is the unfiltered truth to provide hope for the future by challenging you to refuse to become a victim of life's circumstance and dare to be an overcomer because a bigger, better, and a more impactful life awaits you. Get the new audio version of my book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, on Amazon and wherever audio books are sold. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, The True Life Coming of Age Story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. Noah Dingley here, producer of The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life. And the new audio version of James' book, Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, is a must-have. James shares his true life story of struggle and success in America. It's both a cautionary tale and a roadmap to achieving the American dream. Get the new audio version of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, by James Cooley on Amazon.com or wherever audiobooks are sold. FM 96.1 North County AM 1170 San Diego The Answer It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley and I tell you, we got Ashley Smiley here. And uh, I, she's just breaking it down. I mean, she's doing a lot of different things that we haven't even dabbed off into uh, yet. Uh, for uh, I tell you, at risk, a youth, uh, theater, uh, a lot of different things going on. And she's in the Bay Area doing all these type of things. And she's a young lady, young lady that uh, believe in uh, making sure that uh, Noah, making sure that she's supporting others and making sure that uh she's doing all she can to give others an opportunity uh to be successful and that's what it's about as you and i often talk about jc giving back giving back that's what it's all about uh but uh, i'm a surprise uh, uh right now because uh as you know we have uh commander smiley on the phone uh, and actually, uh, I got him in here. I want to bring him back on before I get back to Ashley. Uh, Commander Smiley, how you doing today, sir? I'm doing all right. Hey, Commander Smiley, you, you I, I'm going to say you done well uh, with uh, with this young lady right here. You done well. But all I can say is that uh, she keeps me motivated. Like uh, <laughs> she said earlier. I also have to thank her mother for definitely uh, keeping her together when um, I couldn't be there. But I will tell you that now she, she's making me get back on the stick, and I'm going to have to catch up with her because once she get her doctorate, you know, I, I guess I won't be able to call her my little girl no more. I'm going to have to call her Dr. Smiley. And you know what? I, I can't wait till you are able to do that because, uh, then she can look at you and say, Daddy, call me doctor. And, uh, hey, come on, man. I have to get you back any way I can. And that's right. <laughs> but, and I, uh, and I will say one other thing that she, she has not mentioned. She is not just in San Francisco. I done been to Philadelphia. She's been to DC. She has been in other states doing other things with her craft. And I'm just proud of her. 
And, but she loves San Francisco, and uh, we just want the world to know that uh, she's well-traveled, uh, just like her dad is well-traveled, and uh, just a wonderful, wonderful person. And I tell you, listen, I want to see if you want to be part of this conversation, that's 1-888-344-1170. Again, that's 1-888-344-1170. Ashley, getting back to you. You are currently writing, developing your first film theater hybrid project, Dirty White uh, Tesla Makes Me Sad or something like that. Can you tell our listeners a little bit more about that one? Because uh, that's a mouthful right there. And I, I don't know how, I don't even know how to take that. Uh, but can you explain that to me? Because when you mentioned that a few minutes ago, I'm just like, okay, I don't know what you're saying. Can you explain that to our listening audience? Um, yeah, I'll, I will. Let me see. Let me uh, let me get it together. How I can be quick about it. Um, so basically, um, in San Francisco, we have had this influx of uh, Teslas uh, all over the place. Um, they just they're just coming on in all over the place with their silence and their and their whatnot. And so, um, and, and for a lot of people, especially San Francisco natives, the Tesla started looking like a harbinger of doom, right? Like this is the incoming of gentrification. This is the incoming of a change in um, our economic, social strata, et cetera. Um, and so for me, uh, writing the, the title of it is Dirty White Teslas Make Me Sad. And um, it's, a, it's a film theater hybrid that's going to be shot in episodes and um release and um it's really just about me kind of reflecting on um on san francisco the way that it changed the way that tesla's has become this kind of really big symbol of change in san francisco but also thinking about um you got to do a lot to get a tesla you got to have a certain amount of money you have to have a certain amount of privilege um and and then you get it dirty. It's like having a Lamborghini and getting it dirty. Like you, you're driving around in like a dirty Porsche. It's weird. Um, and so that was actually a statement and a conversation me and my mom had was just like, you know, but, but seeing that, seeing that people can have that kind of um, privilege, access, et cetera, to get a Tesla and then they're going to drive it around in front of us non Tesla having people and let it be dirty. Um, <laughs> And it just made me sad. It made me reflective, and, and I just stuck with it and kept with it. Uh, 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 hold on. I got to respond. So you're saying that a Tesla costs eighty to $100,000 a car. You already know that. And you're saying that uh, you wrote this because people drive around, and they don't watch a hundred thousand dollar car <laughs> and it's dirty and it's not representing <laughs> what what they are right now riding around with i'm i'm sorry but it's funny and but it's good that's that's good understanding because i did not know that i know tesla originally headquarters is in san francisco and uh you know how that is Ashley, you're involved mm-hmm. in a number of nonprofit organizations, and one of them is called Campo Santo. Can you tell us a little bit about that organization? Yes. Um, so Campo Santo is my creative home. Uh, it's been around since 1996, um, founded in San Francisco. It's a collective of um, primarily black and brown artists that want to do new work in particular, but also um, really want to do work that speaks to what's happening for black and brown folks in a new way. And so um, that's who I'm, you know, uh, developing Dirty by Tesla's Make Me Sad. Um, I'm developing other work with them as well. Um, But that's really been one place where, uh, you know, we get together. I can have people read my script. I can read other people's scripts. We support each other. Um, and it's really like a, a creative family that I'm a part of. And um, our one of the co-founders actually just became the artistic director of the Magic Theater in San Francisco, Sean San Jose. And so that's been also just really great um, security because for, for small groups like us, for, for a long time, we didn't have a home. So a lot of Black and, and BIPOC theater groups don't have a building 
to be in. They don't have any real estate to kind of be settled in. Um, and so now that uh, Sean is at the Magic, we actually do, as Camposanto, have a building to be in and to develop working and to um, exist in and dream in. And so that's been really exciting uh, as well. Ashley, tell us a little bit about, I know you're involved, obviously, with writing and workshops and your performance skills and production within the performing arts arena, but with everything else that you do, how do you take those particular skills and crafts and transfer those to the business industries? Um, it is a lifelong task. So when I started deciding that I wanted to do more theater-based work, one of the tasks that my mom um, gave to me was to look at how all of that becomes a transferable skill. So, yes, you do creative writing. Um, that creative writing comes great into play uh, for grants, for, um, you know, other business endeavors and, um, you know, narratives, things of that nature. Um, you're interested in finances and you're looking at a budget for a production. Well, that means you also can be looking at a budget for your own production company, um, figuring out, again, not only grant writing, but how to source income, how to build income, um, and making sure that those skills transfer in those, in those ways. So it's really just been a lifelong kind of process of going all of these things can turn into uh, something else. And that's also what I try and teach to other people. Like, yes, I'm teaching you theater, but if you can sway an audience, you can also sway a courtroom. You can also sway a boardroom. You can also do things of that nature. If you know how to put together a production, and that means you also know how to plan a corporate event. That means that you also know how to launch a product that um, if you understand social media and marketing, that means you can develop branding. That means that you can also be hired out as someone who does social media work, which is something that I did for a while. Um, and, you know, if you know lighting, sounds, et cetera, then you can do multiple things, you know, working on uh, YouTube and creating sounds for them, creating sounds for TikTok, for instance, or um, creating these different backgrounds and, Really, um, the independent contractor trade, which will lead you into like, you know, IATSE and the union, um, and then film and further things. So that's, that's how I took all of it. I was really encouraged by my mom to figure out how I cannot be a starving artist because she did not feel like having a starving artist on her couch. Um, forever and I was like I appreciate that I can I can definitely figure out how to make sure that I'm sustaining myself on this um and you know up in that resume and, and keeping it going and reputation you know punctuality things of that nature uh, attention to detail all of those things are not only great as an artist but they're great in business in general um yeah wow all of those things are, are great, and I, I commend your mom for uh, instilling that in you because uh, we don't want our kids uh, to be a starving artist. If that's what they choose, they have to be productive in whatever they choose, and and we can't do the work for them. You know, so, uh, wow, I tell you, we're going to take a station break, but when we come back, we're going to talk to you about, you know, what have you been doing uh, to integrate what are you doing with your organization with the criminal justice organization? So I tell you, if you want to be part of the conversation, that's one 1170 Again, that's one 1170 It's your life. I'm James Cooley. We'll be back shortly after the break. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity. Coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. 
The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. The Answer, San Diego, streaming now on iHeart.com and Odyssey.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Now here's your host, James Cooley. Hello, welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and I tell you, uh, Michelle, what are are we talking about uh, right now? Oh, my goodness. We're talking about Ashley Smiley supporting nonprofit organizations within the Bay Area. We're talking about Ashley Smiley, and I tell you, she's doing a terrific job in conveying some of the things that uh, she's doing to, you know, I, I mean, this span, a lot of things that we're doing in the black and uh, brown communities. Uh, but it's not all about that, Noah. It's all about making people better in anything that you do. And it starts in your community in order for us to integrate, integrate into society. We all have to have a philosophy and understanding that we want to make everybody to come around us better. End of the day, that's what it's all about. And that's why I talk with, you know, so many nonprofits on my show, which, you know, James, and I know Ashley works with, you know, nonprofits. So, Ashley, how is working with those nonprofits in the area of performing arts and criminal justice? How has that inspired you as a person? Um, um, Let's see. How can I make this quick? Um, Working within nonprofits is a very difficult thing um, because there is the goal of the nonprofit, the mission of the nonprofit, which is to um, assist, uh, educate, uh, curate, etc., and do something for the community. And then there is the unfortunate business side and the financial side. Um, and sometimes those two things conflict. And um, sometimes people get more interested in the financial and the economy than they do the actual mission of the nonprofit. And so it's definitely been a time of going through this entire uh, career of mine and, and figuring out who I fit best with and what I fit best with and what I will and will not participate in. Um, but everyone that I've ever worked with has inspired me in, in one of those ways. Either they've inspired me to continue on in that work, just maybe with different people, or they've inspired me to not, um, not do that anymore and not participate and go somewhere else. Um, but, uh, definitely in the formulating of like my person, my personhood and my heart, my art, working within the criminal justice field and the theater field um, just opened up my eyes, being able to work inside um, San Francisco jails and work with young women who are re-entering after being released um, and doing work with them in the creative field really just helped me see the power of the work that I was doing, helped affirm the work that I was doing, because a lot of people don't think that theater has that capability or has that um import behind it and and it does um and doing that kind of work helps show me that that's great 
Ashley, growing up in the Bay Area, um, San Francisco, what is your thoughts and opinion on the state of the black community um, within the San Francisco area? Um, we, as we would say, we out here. You know, a lot of the black folks have been pushed out of the community out of San Francisco. Um, and for a long time, there was a lot of people who felt like we would just never come back. Um, but right now there is a growing resurgence of, of kind of black cultural pride in the city and folks aiming to do the work to move back. London Breed, our mayor, um, created, you know, city officials to create the Dreamkeeper Act, which um, took a lot of money, uh, the funding uh, from the police, and then putting that back into the black community with grants workforce development opportunities, et cetera. Um, SF Black Wall Street popped up to really support black businesses in the San Francisco community. Again, we have the San Francisco African American Art and Cultural District. Um, we have Mega Black SF. You know, all these folks are really coming out. Um, and I've been partnering with them to kind of restate our claims on the city that we come from. And um, so, yeah, it's a struggle. It's a fight. Um, but, you know, we're not... We're not just leaving. Uh, we, we play a significant part in the San Francisco culture, and we are continuing to do so. Wow. You know, Ashley, uh, I, I want to uh, focus on what we can do about society as a whole, not just San Francisco. But uh, my question is, uh, you're currently studying toward your uh, Ph.D. in historical culture studies and art and an art career with a concentration in art and religion. How did you, uh, first of all, decide that this is what you wanted to do, and how can that help America as a whole in making sure that we give uh, everyone an opportunity to excel and achieve greatness? That's a big question. Um, So I'll say this. Um, God has always played a major part in my life from the time that I was very young. And over my life, I have, you know, developed a relationship with God that is my own, um, that's been informed by the other Abrahamic religions of Judaism and Islam, that's been informed by Taoism and Buddhism and um, African spirituality, you know, dabbling in all of it and coming up to my own understanding um, you know, me and God go way back. <laughs> and so when I was at USS, um, I, it was mandatory that you actually had to take a theology course, and I fell in love with it, and I had a theological advisor, and, and he was really inspiring, and I started to see the strength of putting spirituality into my theater and performance work. Um, I think that that, uh, so and recently I came back around to it, because, because God said so, if I want to keep it really short, because, because my spirit was saying this is what you need to go in and do. Um, and in terms of uh, that work, doing something for the black community and the American community as a whole, I think um, the fundamental parts of healing and love and community and, um, and gathering and communion, all of those things that are sacred in both theater, and in theology, those two things put together create a transformative experience for anyone who is, who is present to bear witness to it. And so I think that the, and also theater is historically used to be able to be like a bridge between um, the layperson and the very hard uh, qualms of the time. And so by using that work and by instilling this idea of, of spirit and spirituality in my work, the idea is that I will be able to create a space where folks can come, they can experience something together, they can ask questions together, they can get nourished together, they can recognize themselves in different ways, and then take that and take that energy and take that new questioning and take that new mystery and bring it back into the world with love and a newfound understanding. Of course, it's very helpful. Um, and, you know, but I like to do the work that, um, is full of 
post. And um, and so my challenge has just been how can I, in a non-traditional fashion, pair these two things together to where everyone feels invited to come, bear witness, participate, um, but also everyone does not leave the same way that they came in. I think the more people experience that and experience empathy will be all right. Wow, we're down to the last minute of the show, but uh, 30 seconds or less, if you can. Uh, what does the word accomplishment means to you? The word accomplishment to me means um, I can look at the the culmination of my work and feel at peace with it um, and feel proud of it. And I can see its impact on the people around me. That's a great answer. How can I listen to audience get in touch with you if uh, they want to reach out to you and get more information on what you're doing? I, like many artists, am quote-unquote working on a website, <laughs> but if folks want to uh, look me up on Facebook, they can um, look me up at uh, facebook.com slash smiley, S-M-I-L-E-Y, from the SCO, S-C-O. Um, I'm also on Instagram at smiley from the SCO. Um, I'm on Twitter at asmiley13. And, um, yeah, folks can also follow the Bayview Opera House because I'm all over that thing www.bvoh.org um, and BV Opera House for Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, you can also catch me all over Campo Santo stuff. So, Campo Santo SF. Wow. In you know, Ashley, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to, to come on the show tonight. Uh, you know, I'd like to thank uh, uh, Commander Smiley as well. I'd like to thank my great uh, uh, co-host, Michelle Cooley. I'd like to thank my great producer, Noah Dingley. Most importantly, I'd like to thank our listening audience uh, for tuning in nightly. Uh, and uh, we always looking for sponsors so we can continue bringing this great message. We'll be back tomorrow, same time, same place. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for joining us for It's Your Life with James Cooley. To learn more about James, how you can support the show, or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Join James weekdays at this same time for more motivation and inspiration to help you become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. This has been The James Cooley Show. It's your life, where you learn how to dream big, think big, and be big at everything that you do. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.